1: I have a key question. Uh, the MLB trade deadline is coming up, so it's getting hot right now. Yep. And I have this interesting problem, which was I love the Padres, and so I have Will Myers and Trent Grisham on a team already. Mm-hmm. I also had Adam Frazier, which felt pretty good until he got traded to the Padres. And now I have three Padres, three Padres outfielders. That's too many, right? It's
0: four-man rotation, and you don't have all four. You have three out of the four. <laughs> yeah. Tommy Fam could, he might as well be on your team.
1: I might as well. I I don't know what to do about this. I mean, I can basically pencil in one of them is not playing, every game,
0: so and you don't know which one.
1: And I don't know which one. And they're on the West Coast, so I can't adaptively set them. What do I do? <laughs> like, what do I do now? I liked Adam Frazier on Pittsburgh.
0: And well, it worked because yeah, you were just just cleaning up on plate appearances, right? Yes. And now he's gonna bat. Six and the days that he's playing. Yep. He and Tommy Pham and Trent Grisham, <laughs> Myers <and> just.
1: <laughs> I know. It's like I have yeah. I have the back half of the Padres lineup. Like sweet, <laughs> great concrete question of the three of them, Grisham, Myers, Frazier. Myers is the odd one out, right? Is the weakest one of the three.
0: But he could have the best week at any I know. given time.
1: That's that is. I mean, he's got his his. <sighs> He's got more home runs than either of them, obviously. I mean, actually, if you look at the stat well, line, it's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, Adam Fraser has Adam Fraser has fifty eight runs right now. That's nuts. <laughs> He's like,
0: who else was going to score runs for that? Are, are the are
1: the are the Pirates ever going to score another run? Like, what's going on with them?
0: No, no, they're not. Poor Reynolds.
1: I feel I feel for Reynolds on that one.
0: Yeah, I feel no one, for Reynolds. no one with him
1: so, anymore. Anyway, this is just the type of thing that happens around the trade deadline. is like weird fantasy scenarios that I never in a million years would have predicted that Fraser would get traded to the Padres. Frasier trade bait? Sure. Pirates are going to get sure. rid of anything yeah. that's valuable. But Padres?
0: <laughs> well, if they're going to take him, take him early. I think that they're going to play him, right?
1: I, I have to assume that they're going to play him. Do, okay, so another concrete question
0: you were you held on to Jason Bay when Don't. he went from the Pirates to a a team and became even more valuable.
1: Well, that was great. All right, the concrete <laughs> question is is so
0: it might work again. For is
1: you. Adam Frazier's stock up or down?
0: I I think it's a lateral move for him. Okay. I think that you pointed out some of the problems and the and because it's a lateral move and and the problems actually are that you have are overinvested in that team already. I think that does mean it's a negative for. You. I think you're right. However, when you have that offense stacked, and they do well, and when they go to Colorado, exactly. when they're playing against Arizona, yeah, I, I, I'm, I don't think that it's actually that. I don't think it's, it's anything to be really that concerned about. You want to talk Olympics? I just
1: want to acknowledge the fact that the Olympics are happening. Ask if you have a uh, favorite sport that you're thinking about.
0: I mean, usually it's it's track and and trying to watch some some track that is. Fewer than 1500 meters
1: i mean the olympics is really just a big track meet and swim meet that they've thrown a few other sports in right yeah it's really yeah. what it feels it like it
0: really is it's what it, that's what it is let's be honest there's
1: so many i mean swimming is the most ridiculous to me there's so many swimming events like there's always swimming events right
0: oh it's i mean even as someone who's a who's a track person like <laughs> it, it just it's insane to be like oh yeah Phelps has so many gold medals. Yeah, of course he can have so many gold medals because it's not really—they're not really that different.
1: It's like baseball, or like you know, baseball that's that being played this year. There's which, yeah. which is hilarious because of the people that are playing, right? But, but there's there's one gold medal for the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: Well, I know Bill Simmons has, has raved about this yeah. as well. Just like the NBA, I mean, the NBA basketball, five on five basketball. There's only one medal doesn't matter there's only one medal it should be like 10 times bigger than any one of the than the four by four butterfly you know
1: yeah They. i mean they need they need to do things like you have to i don't know i mean you really have to throw in like a horse tournament right something something low impact because you can't do like because the logical thing would be to do like a one-on-one tournament and they're they're doing like a three-on-three tournament right but that's exhausting how many tournaments can you play Three point
0: contest what, what are you doing <laughs> come on crazy time but olympics Olympics, the twenty twenty Olympics played in twenty twenty one. Well,
1: lots of stuff like the Euros twenty twenty. I mean, we've been talking about a lot of twenty twenty stuff recently.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You do, do you want to talk about Green Knight or not talk about Green
1: Knight? We should talk about Green Knight. Uh we're we're big into we're big into various IP. We're always about this. We
0: we love fantasy and talk about one of the oldest versions of fantasy that we uh, can get into as. Um, Anglophile, so even Anglophile would be wrong. britain files. Um, the Green Knight. This is great. I. I mean, I. I know that I have written papers about the Green Knight um, back at back way back in the day. Sir Gawain, uh, great, lovable loser in this. In this Described
1: tale. As the uh in the IMDb as King Arthur's reckless and headstrong nephew. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's. I guess that's one way. To put it. Yeah. Well, what's what's very funny. So we. we we got into a little conversation. So Arthurian tradition, great fantasy IP, really has mostly missed on the on the big screen, in my opinion. There's a little bit of um, uh, what's the one with Qui Gon Jinn? The there's a pretty there's a pretty good Arthur movie that has Qui Gon Jinn and like a bunch of a couple of other people. But, you
1: say, but you, I think what you're saying is that none of the Merlins have hit.
0: Most of it hasn't hit. I really don't. I don't really don't feel like it's it's done done very well. But this is a story that I can remember reading in college. Reading the the Welsh version, the English version, and the French version. And um, a the French version is best. But being like this is a fun story. I, I, I could see this being a fun movie, or I don't know, hour an hour and a half of going into this world. And finally, here it is. Fifteen years later.
1: This is very interesting. They filmed it in Ireland. Feels a little, a little cheating.
0: <laughs> you know what Ireland isn't? Wales. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it is not.
0: I do love that. I mean, like American people really have this hard time of like, there's England and then there's Ireland, right? It's like anyone who's who's whiny and has an accent that's not an English accent is Irish, right? <laughs>
1: what a what an attitude what an attitude all right this week I proposed a topic because I had read a New York Times article uh, that I was pretty interested in this is actually an article that in a different world uh, with infinite time we would have produced I think so I thought we would just talk through this spin rate slick graphics names of just a ton of your fantasy players has some real (laughs) economic impact let's get into this (laughs) what (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah eric uh eric's fantasy investments for 2021 are featured heavily in this article from the new york times
1: so i guess we haven't said this yet title of the article the pitchers whose spin rates fell most after a crackdown on sticky substances by josh katz kevin queely and tyler Kepner. and they put together frankly a good article
0: they put pretty good article especially considering the new york times and the new york times audience what they're going for. That's
1: what, that's, I think what I was maybe the most impressed by was how mainstream they managed to make this. And I have, you know, there's a lot of different directions this conversation could go. I feel like we're going to have to hem ourselves in a little bit, but one of the things is taking these statistical concepts and they, they cut some corners, but they boiled it down to something that is digestible. Mm -hmm. And this is actually where I think the most important, what I was thinking is the place that we can build is, by not cutting some of the corners that they cut and going a little bit deeper and taking a look um, to see if there's something else there or if this that they wrote is the entire story.
0: Right, and because our target audience is not necessarily like someone who watches baseball but doesn't care anything about the stats. Yeah, Our audience is someone that can tell, it can go further than ERA and WIP and their um, advanced analytics.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that and you know, the, the one thing that was really useful in this article is I, I think it was an interesting choice for them to get out here and really just name pitchers. I mean the New York Times is just straight up naming pitchers.
0: They don't care. Who cares? It's
1: very interesting. So what they did is they they looked at the change was basically implemented in early June, saying that they were gonna crack down on um sticky substances to to improve grip. And then the New York Times, these guys just went and looked to see okay, after that, whose spin rate changed a ton.
0: And, I mean, they might as well have just looked at at, at my team's flat- <laughs> flatulent fellas and TGFBI, and said, hey, um, let's take a look at you guys first. Yeah, the guys that they throw under the bus. I might as well list them because some of them are, are guys that are, are my friends. Um, so I, even though I can't pronounce their names, like the na- number one <laughs> offender, James Capriellian. James Capriellian sounds like someone who... Was born in Corellia and is uh, the commander of a frigate that is now a Rebel Alliance ship. Uh, But, okay. Part of of the reason why I like him, (laughs) the fact that he was gangbusters on using spider attack or other other things that might have helped his spin rate. Trevor Bauer. um, Feels obvious. Disgraced Dodgers pitcher. Not surprising. He's been talking about it for a while. He was complaining about it. To be fair to him, he was complaining about sticky substances and then all of a sudden he just like found another two hundred RPM. Yeah. Uh Garrett Richards, uh old friend. Uh old friend. Um James Karinchak, not my guy, as uh Clase is my guy in our little a little head to head.
1: No, you. I was thinking that because I read this. This came out the day after we recorded, and I was pretty
0: upset. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan Cease. Um, no shows him. Walker Bueller, a guy that I would have if I could. Garrett Cole, old friend. Uh, Tyler Molly, old friend. Corbin Burns. <laughs> Down with Corbin Burns too. Uh, Tyler Anderson. Chichi Gonzalez. Casey. My Z, uh, Drew Smiley and UC Kakuchi. You see I apologize to anyone whose name I have mispronounced. That's a list. It's a list. It's a list of guys who are clear offenders. Uh the the thing that I wonder and and one of the um one of the thoughts here is have they been able to identify the worst offenders or have they been able to identify the offenders who are using similar substances.
1: Um, you mean? I mean, this this is obviously a little bit self enforcement, right? Like these guys have purposely stopped using it. Do you mean? Are are they actually catching guys? Or
0: no, we're okay. No, what, what I'm saying is these these people, according to the New York Times article, statistically these people were the cream that rose to the top is that partially because these were all the spider tack users i mean like one of the things that is coming out from like the um the glass now stuff is like you know not everybody was just the, the assumption is that everybody was using spider tack, which is talked about in this which is a very very extremely sticky substance artificially made Some guys are using a little bit of rosin, which is what the um, hitters use on the bat to make sure that they have a good grip on the bat, especially on cold days, or sunscreen. Um, There are a couple of other uh, um, foreign materials that are pretty commonplace items that would be on a pitcher's body. So that's what my question here is, have they been able to somehow identify, these in that group, like the biggest defenders who have been using foreign substances that are really what baseball is after going back to my uh middle ages interest and, and arthurian tradition wasn't enough uh, i don't know if it made it into the pot or not but my interest in middle ages was <laughs> we, and i've I mentioned this before if you are the king of your little area or you're the lord or whatever and then you put up a like thieves will be hung <laughs> If that's, like, your response, that means that you're not catching anyone who's stealing. (laughs) Like, you have no other recourse than to make the penalty Uh. so huge that people are disincentivized from stealing. They're like, well, you know, me and, like, a hundred other people, we all know each other. We all steal shit. But now, if the penalty is, like, not just I'm going to lose my hand or I'm going to have all my things plundered from me, but I'm going to lose my life. Well, maybe I think about it, and maybe I stop. And that's what's happened with the pitchers. Is like, they've been like, oh, no, you stop. Oh, the MLB, no, no, just please stop. Please stop. And then and pitchers are just like, you know, giving dirty gestures. And then now, in the middle of the season, MLB is like, well, we're going to enforce this rule. This rule has been on the books. You knew it was on the books. Stop doing it now.
1: <laughs> and the thing, the thing is, like, yes, I agree with that. Stop doing it now. It's also very interesting that – uh, you know some guys appear to have been doing this for a while like <laughs> trevor trevor bauer's whole thing right if you because one of the things one of the things that they display pretty well in this in this article is they show relative to previous seasons
0: right individual individual pitchers, yeah, good.
1: and you see trevor bauer previous four seasons pretty consistent <laughs> and then you see this like giant drop-off
0: boop 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 <laughs> you just hear the you just kind of hear the um mario music yeah boop
1: boop 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 (laughs) and tyler molly same thing it's just you know tyler anderson some good good displays here i i really am a fan of the displays
0: for my guy james capriellian commander of the uh rebel alliance frigate something doesn't have very very long of a track record
1: it's right well i mean then you have a question of like well did he just make it to the mlb because of this (laughs)
0: No, or you know, I did say that we were going to talk about some of the the beginning, like caveats that were given. Like there is a chance that there are some some pitchers who might just be getting tired. They're on this is this analysis would also um, highlight any sort of changes that are from max performance to minimum performance, and a young pitcher, I think that. Th- that could very well be the case. I mean, we've seen it time and time again. Picture comes up, does well, and then has a fall off.
1: Well, I, I punched in Barrios because there's also a search tool here where you can just punch in guys. Yeah, you punch in Barrios. Barrios is a guy that gets tired. Like he goes, he loses a hundred RPM over the course of the season. But that's <laughs> that's I, I don't know why you're laughing, oh, Jose. but it's but it's a hundred. I mean, you see the hundred, you see the hundred RPM. Caprinian is losing, lost three hundred and twenty-five. I mean, either like, either he's the most <laughs> tired man on Earth, you know, or like, like eh, something might be up there, right?
0: Wish you could see Tim Wakefield.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tim Wakefield would have been great. That would have been a. That would have been a zero, zero,
0: zero, zero. Yeah, it would have been completely opposite. I would
1: like to point out two other things about this article. Uh, one, the only person, the only baseball player that they straight up quoted for this is Joey Wendell.
0: Yeah, I don't know where that came from. Like, <laughs> like,
1: why? Why was Joey Wendell the guy that they could get a hold of?
0: I would. I my assumption would be that he reads the New York Times, or doesn't oh. know what, what the New York Times is. There's a lot of conservative people in the MLB. Uh, here's one. To, here's one to punch in. Aaron Nola. take a look at this ooh, one. I'll
1: give this a shot.
0: This is clean living.
1: So you're saying you're saying oh there you go so you're saying not all the fellas yeah. not all the fellas are having this problem
0: not all of my guys have
1: or or Aaron Nola just uh has decided to go for it till he gets kicked out <laughs> <laughs> have you have you considered that option uh okay so the one so yep so Joey Wendell funny that he was quoted uh did did you read this last blurb about analytics like a couple analytics firms
0: oh yeah I mean. What, why are we not talking to codify i was
1: just that's you you hit exactly in so codify is apparently a company that provides customized analytics to dozens of major league pitchers (laughs) i'll create analytics for major league pitchers just checking what's going on here i think and you know there's consultants working with this i think we're seeing some interesting stuff here some interesting options um okay i'm going to very briefly talk about the places that i see improvement for this um so i i booted up the the scraper again because we we can go a little bit deeper on this. And I was thinking about this. So they don't say it as far as I can tell, but I assume they're talking about only four seam fastballs in this.
0: No, I don't think that they are. Oh, really? Because they... And I think that that's an area that might need a little bit of improvement. They say that they just looked at fastballs. So I don't think that they are. They might not even know that there was this whole change in the, in the sinker versus two-seam fastball thing
1: i i think so i i dealt with that again the the other day uh, i dealt with that again while i was looking at this i just gave you a snapshot of all the guy like a very quick snapshot of the type of things that we can do here so i just looked at the gray curve which is the total league average and very interestingly the league average across mm-hmm. six different types of pitches that i looked at doesn't really change except for change-ups are materially lower than all the rest of them
0: well this whole idea of a change-up yeah
1: yeah so the whole idea of a change-up um yeah i uh, just stack has changed their classifications again for 2021 as far as i can tell which is just driving me absolutely insane like there's a bunch more dead things i lose losing my mind over the da- lack of data cleanliness <laughs> going on here but darren wilman has gone so what does he care all right. Anyway, <laughs> this is so across across the board these are basically the same. One thing that I was interested in is the dispersion within a game because that's like another thing that you didn't you can kind of back it out from looking at guys game averages during the course of the year
0: mm-hmm. here,
1: but that that to me is one of the one of the levels where you're asking, well are guys tired, you know, is does spin rate really correlate with Good outings. Do you have to be materially better? Like, do you have to be consistently high spin rate to be good? Um, and I think that's a that's an open question.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But if you
1: look at Trevor Bauer's cutter, was off the freaking charts <laughs> on spin rate here. Yeah, I mean, one thing. Yeah, one wrong. thing that they did to display this right is they they normalized everybody to their average and then asked how they've changed against their average. But one thing that you could do is look at well, who just has who just has a bonkers off the chart spin rate? And Trevor Bauer is like way up
0: there. Yeah, the other the other one I mean I've i I've also seen analysis on Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole's numbers are off the charts. There there are a few players that have numbers that are just off the charts.
1: Well, all these guys I will note have above had above average four seam fastballers by like a pretty good by a pretty good chunk by yeah. more, more than 10% yeah. on the league. And interestingly, their change-ups were even lower. And I was trying to think to myself, is there actually a correlation? Like, do you, you want your change-up to be an even lower spin? Like, does grip help you actually go the other way also?
0: Reduce the spin? Yes, it does.
1: So so is part of the value the...
0: I guess it, it could, but it also... I mean, that's where the skill is involved. Yeah. And that's what, that's what's insane. That's the different. I mean, like this is still skill to be able to take a sticky substance, something that makes the ball stick to your to your hand, and to be able to control that in the right way is is actually. I mean, it's a skill in and of itself, but it's not the traditional baseball skill. That's the problem. And I guess a changeup to be able to have have the ball stick to your hand for your four fastball, but not stick to your hand for a changeup is where you add the value
1: yeah i guess so i think i was just surprised at some of the consistency here because these these four guys that i just picked out from the list trevor bauer garrett richards dylan cease garrett cole walker bueller all have fast forcing fastballs above the league average all have changeups below the league average and that contrast i think is really where you're seeing a big change where you're where you're really starting to reap the benefits
0: i think that about brings us to the review session tommy edmund
1: you know, he's he's 26. He's played in three seasons. He doesn't have that prospect pedigree. No. But... No, he doesn't. He's... Oh, I, I'm going to list his stats first before we get into this. He's... Okay.
0: Let's go on. Interesting thing. Yeah.
1: 98 games, which means that in 2021, he's played more games in a season than any other season. So, his mm-hmm. 20... 2019 was a full, full season for him, but he only played 92 games. Okay, so in 98 games, 422 plate appearances. They're putting him pretty quite high up the order. 51 runs, it shows. 6 home runs, 28 RBIs. Love that ratio. 17 stolen bases. Miraculously, he's got that on a 256 average slash 302 OBP. That's a pretty good stolen base to OBP rate.
0: It is. I mean, I mean, he's right. I mean, it's one of the hardest pieces of um, trying to love him is his walk rate.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So he's got fewer walks than RBIs.
0: Not a good look for uh, someone of his ilk. So he's going to have to learn to, to get some walks. But this is the problem with the, the players. I mean, he is a switch hitting, slap hitting, contact, high contact rate kind of guy. He's just like, I'm going to swing at everything and then uh, try to get it into the field.
1: Yeah. No one. He definitely necessary. doesn't hit it hard. He definitely doesn't barrel it, but he doesn't whiff.
0: But it, look at his max exit velocity.
1: That's very interesting. How did, It's pretty remarkable.
0: He is in the 88th percentile for max exit velocity, and his hard hit percentage is 18%. But that's because he's swinging at everything, so he's getting a lot of contact on balls that aren't, squared up but then you look at his home runs you should if you go to baseball savant you watch a random video home run of his he hits it right on when he hits a home run it is it's a no doubt you've connected on the swing left side right side
1: he's He's playing a statistical game he's just going to hit everything and you know six times a year it's going to leave the field yeah (laughs)
0: eventually it's it's gonna it is it is interesting
1: so he had eleven home runs in twenty nineteen in basically the same number of games, so he's got half the home runs. Was eleven a statistical fluke, or is he low this year?
0: He, uh, I think, eleven was a, sti- was a statistical fluke because he had six barrels last year. He's got fourteen barrels this year, and I would bet you that those correspond pretty well.
1: How much, how much stock do you put in a guy being a switch hitter? You personally.
0: I think it's actually a deterrent. I, really? To, I think that switch hitters. Yeah, I, I like switch hitters. I like them, but I also think that they could probably be better if they just picked a side of the plate.
1: I will I will be honest. That was not what I was expecting <laughs> from you.
0: Well, I'm a realist. I, I mean, I like it. I, I like the old school nature of it. I like that you're, you're really trying to get just get contact, get hits in hit any way that you can. But I also think that you could be better if, at one thing. Like he could probably – I bet you he'd walk more. If he was always on the right side of the plate, I bet he would get more walks. Mm, okay, just how I feel about All that. All right.
1: <laughs> I so I think Tommy Edmond is going to be a fixture of the Cardinals lineup now, from now going forward.
0: Yeah, I I really hope that he's able to. I I want to see an OBP above three twenty.
1: Is he? He feels like he's sort of in the Paul DeYoung no man's land. <laughs> which, yeah, which we know yeah. is a uh, a a St. Louis special.
0: <laughs> well, they've got a whole lot of players like yeah. that. they've got a, they've got such a great but weird roster that it feels like they could do so much better. I mean, come on, Tommy Edmund, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, Yadi, Tyler O'Neill. Like they, I really don't know enough about Dylan Carlson Carlson to have a, have an opinion. Feels like that's a good lineup to be number one in the batting order on. Demonstrably, it is, right? He's got...
1: We talked about Adam Frazier at length at the beginning. He's got Adam Frazier-like run level.
0: And this yeah. is a, this is actually... And not nearly the on-base percentage yep. or, or batting average. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can tell he's a textbook leadoff hitter. 51 runs, 28 RBIs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> in in, in a- an NL one. Not an one. A- yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. I It's going to be no i i like edmund i think he looks good i i i know that i'm biased to the way that he plays the game you know i like that he's a slap hitting leadoff hitter that's a thing that really appeals to me it's fine uh like watching him i definitely feel extra biased towards him
0: (laughs) yeah i want him to do well i i I see him and i'm also a big like base runner guy Mm just like i love watching the guys who are dangerous on the base paths and who are helping the um, helping their hitters in a very different way by being on the base and then making the pitcher nervous making them think about i can i can't imagine standing on a mound let alone standing on a mound with someone who could steal at any given moment on me and having to think about that in the back of my head like you really have to be a professional pitcher and there there really aren't that many pros out there anymore.
1: Yeah. I I mean 17 stolen bases. We we kind of glossed over that. That's a big deal.
0: This year especially. Yeah uh, in the in the MLB. I mean the fact that they're letting him run that many times is so huge.
1: Yeah, and he's he's converting at a pretty good at a pretty good clip too. I mean he's not just he's he's not just getting the green light all the time. He's got four caught stealings on 17 stolen bases.
0: Not bad. That's not bad. Um, well, I, I like him. I think that the biggest thing and most people know what he is this year on your team. I wouldn't really trade for him at this point in time because I think that you're going to be asked way too, too much of a question. He's he's sort of at his ceiling right now. Um,
1: well, presumably you drafted him for the stolen bases. He's returning the stolen base value, so why would you get rid of him?
0: Right. So I don't think there's that much this year, but I think the next year you should you should definitely consider him a little bit um, as a bit of a sleeper. If if people don't have him in the top in the top hundred,
1: well, he's showing you that he's going to steal a bases. That that's real, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, who are we doing next week?
1: I'm not as excited about this one, but we're going to talk about Alex Bregman.
0: Alex Bregman cheater. <laughs> Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter. Fantasy Tools. mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, mind the Z. All I've got left is we're stuck to you, buddy.
1: We're stuck to you, too.